Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode 11 of series 3, and today we're talking about maternal instincts. Hey, friend. Hi, friend. Maternal instincts, of which you and I have none. None whatsoever. Being the childless lesbians that we are. No, we direct it all towards cats. Yes. Have have cats, not kids. That's my <laughs> philosophy. Um, well, <laughs> I think it's a good one. <laughs> I think it's probably so, yeah, a good one. That was... Now, we've just had three three episodes of light-hearted filler, haven't we? Yeah. And now... That's... They've punched us in the uh, face. That, that mini mini season is now over. Mm. Fun time, playtime's over, kids. Yeah. So yeah, this is um the most infamous, right? Like the 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 sort of darkest. I mean, like bad things happen it's, in Xena. It's dark. Bad things happen in Xena all through it, but this is probably the absolute. What's the what is the one where it's right at the bottom? Is it Nadir? It is. That's oh, the Nadir. yes, I got the bar words right. I've like, got an English um, degree, you know. Nadia Doris. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one for the British listeners. <laughs> she might be our next prime minister. This fucking. I minute. know. Um, there we go. Let's always call her Nadia Doris. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That's um, the one bit of levity from this podcast. Yes, this I week, hope you've enjoyed that joke because, <laughs> like, there. I was just saying to Flam, you know. I don't. I, I want to kind of change up the format a little bit this week because I I feel like our normal format of just recapping the episode and making shit jokes as we go along. Yeah. There isn't really any room for it because there's no like there's no there's comic. Not, not a lot of chuckles in this one. It, it, yeah, it's absolutely relentless. As it's unremittingly uh-huh. bleak and painful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and so uh, buckle up. <laughs> And like once you get on the you're you're on the the the, the tragedy train tracks from the start yeah. and you know exactly where it's gonna go and you screaming at the TV for them to change well, course. We do. I was I was trying to remember how much of a shock the events herein um were when I first saw them. I can't remember if if I did see where it was going. I don't think I did. I think it Anyway, oh, we, let's I talk about what that, happens. Okay, so trigger warning um, before we start that this episode, if you've never seen it, um, uh, you know, this episode contains the death of a child or two children um, and suicidal ideation. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll trigger warning it up before we start. Um, yeah. I think when I first saw it, I because I was I was a kid, you know, and I think that I probably saw where it was heading and thought, but Zena will rescue how, Zena how will she fix get it. Out of that that yeah. I couldn't I didn't conceptualise the idea that maybe Zena wouldn't stop yeah, it from I think, happening. I think I think that was the I think that was the same for me. I think it mm. was a oh no oh no, we get we're meant to think the bad thing's gonna happen but Zena but will save the day or Zena will somehow save the day but then someone. yeah yeah and then fuck that does not happen <laughs> and it was actually mm. you know because I and I, I, obviously watching it this time I know it's coming and I've seen this episode I don't know I think maybe twice before it's not one that I uh-huh. re-watch deliberately often yeah. you know um, and I was quite surprised by how much of a punch in the gut it felt like yeah um, it yeah. is still it is still quite 
it's and quite powerful an idea it's a strong thing but actually mm. the way it's filmed and acted and the, yeah. it's, it's still quite shocking i think yeah it is yeah mm. so to briefly recap if if you haven't seen the episode this um this episode uh, is contains the death of Zena's son Solon or murder of Zena's son who yeah. we met once in the season 2 opener um orphan of, orphan war. of war that's right um and the yeah. murder of Zena's son by Gabrielle's daughter so who we last, who we last saw, saw half a dozen half a dozen episodes Yes, ago being being sent down the river in a a, in a, a Moses basket. Thing. Yeah, yeah, with her little wooden lamb. With her little wooden lamb. Yeah, Centocles, which is important. Mm. Um, so, so what I thought we would do this episode, rather than like a blow by blow um, recap of everything that happened, is just to kind of talk about the different elements of the plot a little bit. Mm. Um, and then to um, kind of talk about the importance of the episode overall and just kind of like trauma, like have a bit of a trauma therapy session after having watched it this morning, you know? Okay, yeah. That's kind of... <laughs> I'm up for that. You know, <laughs> so, you know, this yeah. is a, this is um, not quite the culmination, but, um, well, pretty much the culmination of the, the rift arc that started... Yeah, the- Back in there are things there are things that have been swept under the carpet mm. um quite unconvincingly yeah and it, it's kind of like i suppose it, it i don't know if it was actually the Hayes code but in um it is the Hayes code isn't it in in british television and film certain things can't be shown certain illegal or immoral acts can't be shown unless we at some point see the con- consequences of those bad things yeah that is the Hayes Code but it wouldn't be called that yeah. in Britain that's the that's American oh is that the Hollywood yeah that's Hollywood you know okay. you can you have to yeah. there have to be a but punishment it's... for things but I don't think that's quite the word we're going yeah. for they weren't going for a punishment per se here but this is the no but it's that co- idea it's that idea of consequences yes you, you, you have to round off something that you know some, some quite serious stuff stuff <laughs> <laughs> If you've got to, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the serious narrative beats, you have to then also follow them through. Yeah, there has to be some sort saying. of resolution, some sort of consequence. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of yeah. threads that get brought back here. A lot of things yeah. that that people have been sort of um, hiding under some coats and hoping it'll go away. So yeah. we've got the Britannia thing. The, yeah, I would just say that the very open. I know we're not we're not going to do scene by scene, but the very opening of it. Um, it kind of hits extra hard because they're they're back somewhere we've been before. We see familiar looking totems, and this time they're all, you know, garlanded with flowers, and it's sunny and lovely. And last time we were here, it was a war zone, yeah. and there's a treaty being brokered between the Sentinels and the local people and the Amazons and all of that. So back together with friends, um, back together with Solon, and it's you know what a happy place to be. Yes, sucker. <laughs> Yeah, they've got to. That's the thing, right? You've got to raise them up before you can smash them down, isn't it? Yeah. You know, mm. um, and and the guy even says it at the start as if we, in case you weren't aware of what was about to happen, he's like, "This is our hope for the future. 
and Gabrielle gets to have that little reaction shot yeah. of like, yeah, hope, what, hope, oh, oops, mm. someone should have trigger yeah. warning that word for her. Yeah, and there's there are little moments of Gabrielle seeing that um, Zena's got Solon, Ephany is there with Pony Boy, Zenon, Zenon, um, and there is this, and there is this moment of Gabrielle looking bereft because everyone's got their children except her. Yeah, so there's yeah. our setup. There's the setup for the episode. So, um, mm. various elements in this story. Okay, so there's the return of hope. There's the return yeah. of Callisto. Which I'd forgotten, unbelievably. You'd forgotten that Callisto's in this? Yeah. Wow. I haven't seen this episode for a long time. And then as soon as she did, I thought, oh yes, that's how yeah. the, some of the strands are brought together. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's obviously the death of Solon. Um, mm. And the the sort there's... of fracture that of Zena and Gabrielle because of it. So I think that's the, the four and elements. There's, there's, that, there's also... Gabrielle's sort of relief and joy at realising that hope has been brought back to her and then mm. a gradual realisation that actually no hope is lost yeah that everyone had been right all along yeah yeah it's, it's very it's very hard it's I think it's it is horrible Gabrielle's yeah. journey through this episode journey through this episode <laughs> is, is just just awful and horrible and her legendary journey and, yeah yeah so, which yeah. of these many horrible things do you want to talk about first? Um, should we talk about secrets and lies? <laughs> okay, let's go for it. There's a theme. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one of the first things we we, we I I forget actually which order this happens in, but when Callisto comes back, mm-hmm. is is and she's released from the Hellmouth or whatever it is when this kid wearing um the wig from Wayne's World. <laughs> it's um, a really bad wig, isn't it? That's it is a terrible yeah. wig. Uh, that's something their their children have in common actually. So bad wigs and yeah. hope have bad wigs. Um but it's she probably so intentional the kid in the mise en scene. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so the the kid drops a ball into a ravine and inadvertently opens a hellmouth uh, mm. and out pops Callisto and Various things happen. Callisto then confronts Zena or is brought into contact with Zena, and she says, "Or the the message she the message she sends to Zena is, tell her I know her little secret and I'll take it to the grave." And because of where we've been in the last, you know, more recent episodes, my first thought was, "Oh, she knows that Zena did kill Ming Chen." Ah, uh, yeah. So there's more than one secret here and obviously it's not it's about solon and taking him to the grave is you know yes yeah, a threat she's, yeah. she's very literally minded yeah it's Callista. it's quite chilling um, it's quite a chilling little threat though she when the little creepy girl delivers it though she is creepy she's she quite good creepy. that girl yeah she's not I, bad when I, I initially expected her to be not good because, partly because of the wig i think yeah that's the thing it's just um, a, but, well, she she's is, not but she's pretty good God love the lassie. She's not had a mother to look after her hair. <laughs> um, she's not. She's not had her sorrows to mm. seek. As they so, say in Glasgow. So, <laughs> so we we know about Zena's secrets and lies, and you know Solon is the secret is that he's her son, um, and other stuff. Yeah, and Gabrielle's secret is that she didn't kill Hope, like she said yeah. she did. And 
uh, and then Zena's got this other secret about Ming Tian. So there, there's so many yeah. things that people yeah. are concealing from each other. Um, you know, mm. Zena's concealing her the the her you know Trit Solon's true from heritage so from him. You know, yeah. Um, and then at you know at the end at Solon's funeral, and <sighs> Zena says to Gabrielle, "I trusted you, and you lied to me." And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, she's not the only one, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, wait and see, wait till next week because <laughs> you're gonna get your a dose of that as well. You know that you know you she yeah. trusted you, you lied to her. That's you know, I would say that there are probably more significant consequences to Gabrielle's lie than to Zena's one. Yes. Um. Agreed. You know, Agreed. but again, there are more it's hard to judge Gabrielle. But, but- <laughs> it is it is very hard when you look at the morality mm-hmm. of those yeah you know um assassinating a tyrant at the re- at the dying request of your mentor slash ex-girlfriend <laughs> slash ex um and murdering a baby lying, lying to a friend about having murdered your own baby i think they're different do you think they may be different i think i think it's no, possible, but the point yeah. is that the this this is these are two people who have had absolute trust in each other mm. in the past, and this is yeah. why it's so devastating. The the the, the scene yeah. at the end is really fucking it's horrible. Like, well, the scene oh, like from the middle painful. onwards, like um, when Gabrielle admits that this little girl is Hope and that she sent her to um, to where Solon was had been put yes. to be safe. And the the back and forth there of that argument of them just screaming at each other, yeah. uh, and then what happens afterwards is so horrible. Um, and then at the end when they're uh, when Gabrielle's so like full of remorse, uh, and Zena's just not accepting it, but her heart's breaking to it, so it's horrible. Uh, and yeah. they go off, and this is very important in the mise en scène, how they go off in different directions. Yes. Yeah, into the and darkness the, separately. And the fact we've we've seen any any number of funeral pyres, we've seen four or five funeral pyres mm. at least over the course of the, the, the three series. Um and they're always sad moments, but they're always there for each other. There yeah. there's always a little hug or a little arm on the shoulder, there's always a tear and a um but they've got each other and here we've got a, a double funeral mm-hmm. and they're standing feet apart and facing slightly away from each other and that distance between them just feels like a chasm yeah, it is. that just that physical discomfort and awkwardness of mm-hmm. we 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 do this together but we can't do this can't do it together this time yeah that's right it hurts yeah it sure does yeah. mm. it hurts inside yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll come to that yeah anyway we'll come back to that okay so that was secrets and lies secrets and lies what what's up next what's up dot <laughs> what uh, else did we i know i said there wasn't anything funny in this episode but there is one funny there was one funny line in it the one single funny line in the entire episode when hope has just killed the centaur man. What is his name? Calliopus. Calliopus. Yeah. Clip clop. Hope's killed. Clip clop. 
Um, you know, did you notice how it was a recast from the la- from the last time we met the guy? Yeah. So it yeah. took me a while to realize who the fuck he was supposed to be, because mm. it's not the same guy. But um, so she's just killed him, and it's because it is uh, has been weakened by it because you know she's still very young, and hasn't fully come into yeah. her powers yet, which is a key plot point. Um, mm. And um, she said, uh, Callisto's like, what's wrong with you? And uh, Hope says, oh, that half-assed old man. And it was like, the only, so- th- <laughs> the only sort it? of joke. Yeah, that half-assed old man. Um, well, if anything, he's he's got extra ass. He's got a whole horse ass. <laughs> <laughs> An ass and a half. No, it's because ass is a donkey. Right, never mind. Are you being speciesist? <laughs> I'm explaining uh, the joke to you. Oh, uh, okay. Well, anyway. I think that's too lame. I don't think that's even meant to be a joke. It is meant to be a joke. Half-assed okay. old man. He's got... Right. All right. Right in if you think okay. that was meant to be a joke. I think it was. <laughs> um. Anyway, so... Okay. Anyway, so we, we... Let's talk about Callisto and her oh. role in the episode. So Callisto last seen... Um, in a lava doing a high dive into lava. Yeah, and it yeah. was the, it, it, they did quite well actually because it was the same location that they took us back to when Hope released her, and the same broken bridge that Gabrielle was hanging off. Oh, good spot. Yeah, it was. I it was very that. very familiar. Yeah. Well, you know, in the beginning, we're meant to believe we're meant to you know obviously we don't know who Hope is at the beginning, and she's just little la la la, yeah. and there's oh shit, Callisto's been released, and she's like oh a mm. child, I always wanted a child, and we're meant to be like oh no. She's going to do something bad to this child, but the thing is, yeah. right, that Callisto's in over her head when it comes to evil, because hope is fucking. Did did you did you get a sense of when or how much Callisto knew on emerging from the lava flow? Did she know who Hope was? No, I don't think so. Or did she? Sorry, you were because there's there's a moment. No, no, there's a moment. Um, so the the. Thala, as she hope is called Thala at the beginning of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, she's heard about plans of you know where to hide Solon and what they're going to do about Callisto, and she go she goes back to tell tales to Callisto, um, who gets overexcited. She's brushing the girl's hair because she always wanted a child, so she's using her as a girl's world. Head. This is why her hair is so um, frizzy as well. <laughs> over brushing, you've got to do the curly girl method you know? have you well you... how do you know about that you how do i know about the curly girl method when i've got straight hair yeah it's amazing what i know how but how, how do you know about things that aren't directly relevant to your life experience i had it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing uh yeah so Callisto's getting very vigorous brushing her hair and, mm-hmm. and the kids saying oh it hurts it's too much stop and then she whaps the brush across the room with her matilda skills yeah, and um, and Callisto does a little whoa, but then she kind of seems to get it. So I, I wasn't sure if that was meant no, to be her I realizing think... that this is no ordinary child. No, I don't think so. Uh, okay, that's not the I don't know. That's not the sense I got. I think she's just got like smacked back to reality, mm. maybe because okay. she was in her frenzy moment. You know, that's yeah. the thing. Callisto's in her in top crazy at this point. Uh, and the last, yeah. you know, in case you've forgotten, when she got buried in this lava flow by Xena, she she was a god, like yeah. so she's got god powers. She's immortal. She can't be killed. 
Um, at least not until Xena gets the power for killing gods in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. I, I think that, you know, we're supposed to believe, oh no, sweet innocent little girl, what's Callisto going to do to her? But I think she probably made it quite clear who was who was in charge to Callisto from the from very early yeah. on. And like, she see yeah. the thing is that why does she need Callisto? It's because she's still weak herself. And she needs yes. a kind of, a, not quite a protector, but like a uh, a stooge or like a, a oh. someone well she needs someone to um perform the do, plan do the with heavy, her do the heavy lifting yeah yeah a little bit I mean like she's yeah. got she's got the evilness to it and she's got the evil plan which is mm. to murder the um Xena's son um because she you know she wants to completely destroy Xena because obviously that's very important to Dayhawk because he's he's got stymied by her once before you know yeah um and then she probably i don't know how she knows about Callisto. who cares it doesn't matter but she she goes she she specifically says later that that's why she released her so she knew what she was doing she deliberately oh yeah De- De- will have Callisto guided out. her to yeah he'll probably yeah, have the... given it he probably phoned her on her iphone <laughs> ancient greek iphone uh and i like, i Listen. think i think so we're talking about Callisto. I think that the most interesting thing about Callisto comes towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we discover Solon dead in the temple or the hut or wherever it is. Hut. And we and we in the hut, and then we we see Zena's reaction, and then we're outside and we hear her cries, her this wail of grief, and yeah. Callisto hears it. And there's this moment of jubilation, and then almost immediately, a, a this sort of sense of anticlimax and yeah, oh what now what now yeah, yeah. it's a real bathos um, there. Yeah, it's me using I, my English degree words again. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then uh, kind of in the final fight scene in in the caves, Callisto by then has. She she's, she's kind of given out, up. Hasn't she? she said, "Yeah, she said, look, you've won, mm-hmm. which is hard to hear when your your son has just been killed because that feels very much like a loss." But she says, "You don't you get it? You've you've won. There's you... there's nothing for me now. I thought this would alleviate the pain, and it it hasn't." Yeah, no, because it, it's funny that isn't it? It turns out turns out that hurting other people doesn't make you feel better. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, but she's, like she's, I think she, she she acts that whole bit really well because you can see it on her face. I, yeah, I was going to say it's very, very well delivered, mm-hmm. that kind of resignation. It's not even despair. It's, I yeah. guess, this is my immortal life now. Is There's there's nothing. Yeah, just emptiness. All, all I had was hatred of Xena and a will to have my revenge on her and I've done the thing that I knew would hurt her most and it And it hasn't, it hasn't helped. Worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fixed it. So that that I think that I think is the most interesting. It's thing. interesting because next week Xena goes through a very similar condensed version of that. Mm. Um, of realizing that hurting the person who hurt you doesn't make it better at all. Well, I'm I'm glad it didn't take her three seasons of hunting Gabrielle <laughs> to realize that. Well, I say we'll that come back she's, to she'll that. have a moment. She'll have a moment. Um, Come back yeah. to that next week, but yeah, um, mm. yeah, no, and I, I really like, like you know, because you got that look in her, you know, that smile, that demented smile, then the, the sort of oh shit, 
Uh, and then every yeah. t- and then when we next see her, she's sort of she's she's going to do the plan, which is to kill all the children. And she's just yeah. kind of stoning through the centre of village looking sort of shell-shocked and not really with it. And I think it's really... The the whole thing was done quite well. Yeah. Yeah. So It's, it's, almost, it's almost a moment of her retrieving her humanity. Almost. I think. So close. She's, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yeah. No, yeah, so, no, Kalisto was a, a good addition to the episode, I think, you know, because... Yeah, I I think so, and I, I in a way I'm glad I'd forgotten her part in it because when she mm. pop literally pops up, it's like ah oh, oh, so, yeah, yeah, it's Callisto. Yeah, yeah, always nice to see Callisto. Yeah, and it's like the better the devil, you know, right? Because like hope is like fucking Callisto yeah. on steroids. Like she's she's much worse. <laughs> she is. She is. She's evil. She is. That's the thing, right? Uh, and that's what Zena said from the start, and what everyone was the trying to tell she Gabriel. She is evil. She's the. She's just a, a vessel for evil. Yeah, it's not. It's not that she's an evil child. She's not even a child. She she's not even a child. Yeah, she's a evil wrapped up in a child's form, personified evil. Yeah, mm. it's basically yeah. like Jesus, but evil. You know. Yeah, and she and she, <laughs> when at the horrible conception of hope mm-hmm. we, we were kind of lulled into all of that by saying the one true god and a child will be born yeah and all that yeah kind of stuff and ne- at the moment it's revealed or confirmed that she is hope she says my father's kingdom is at hand yeah so it's not so about Dayhawk and that's very <laughs> very very biblical um and then she'll she'll take Zena down and as she goes so goes the world so it's this yeah. very grand, sweeping, biblical kind of kind Cause, of because her courage will change the world. Yes. Yeah. In case you didn't notice, <laughs> I had forgotten about that. In case you didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I don't think I think it's obviously completely intentional. This whole sort of um, antichrist sort of yeah thing that they've got going on. But yeah, no, the act the wee actor they got for it was quite good. Um, you know, she yeah, she was she. Quite... I thought she was good at kind of appearing to be quite a bland yeah and, and I, I don't i don't mean that as an insult so you know she she plays that or i'm i'm just another bit part well fela was the little milk out. toast character so yeah but yeah but she's just pretending yeah. that's just a mask for the real yeah the real she, evil she does she does the evil really beautifully and and it's it's not pantomimed it's not overplayed it's just um, yeah, horrible. it's like that horrible, subtle children of the dam sort of look. <laughs> like Smirky. When, yeah, like when Gabrielle puts her. The face of evil her... wears a smirk. <laughs> like when Gabrielle puts her in the hut with Solon, and yeah. um, and this is exactly where she wanted to be. Gabrielle's done exactly what she wanted. She's played yeah. her expertly, like a fiddle, um, and um, she just sort of repeats the safest place in the world. And then this little smile, and uh, and I think what's really effective is that you don't see what he, what she does to him. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like anything you could see, anything you could imagine is worse than what anything they could have shown you. Yes. Um. So. Yeah. Luckily for me, I don't visualize. <laughs> I, I I chose not to visualize this, but I did remember, I, and I and I think her she's finessed things since her first kill. Mm-hmm. The um. The, 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 the knights who say knee who um, yeah 
who's our favourite corpse face ever. Yeah, the she's, talisman she's, round his neck. She's fine-tuned yeah, it now. Yeah, she's whatever she's done, it's left him with no with not a mark on him. No. Yeah. You know, so maybe some sort of supernatural thing or poison, maybe, I don't know, but like whatever it is. Mm. Well, poison, because that's how she. Because that's what Xena says that poison would be enough to kill her if her powers aren't mature yeah. yet. And then when Gabrielle realizes, you know, because um, Gabrielle is all the way through this, she's so desperate to believe yeah. that she's, that she's hope is not evil. Redeemable. Or that she wasn't yeah. evil at all in the first place, you know. Um, and that moment when she realizes that she's been wrong, um, yeah, well, like coming in to to find Solon dead, that's a kind of oh fuck, you know, like she she thinks oh no, what have I done? And then she yeah. seems to be she's preparing this poison, and it's not clear at that point who it's for. Um, you know, yeah, it could be for herself. Um, it could be. I think. I think we. I think we assume she's like. Okay, now now Zena was right, and this mm. this has to stop. But yeah, I think it's really good how you know because Hope comes in and uh, feeds her this line about how it was actually she found him dead. It was Callisto. It was all Callisto's fault, and Gabrielle believes it for just that heartbreaking like few moments. Yeah. She believes well, of course, her. Of course, he was dead when you got there. Of course, of course. Mm. That, yeah, that and, makes sense. And then she, and then the child uses Solon's name. Yeah, she gives herself away. Yeah, and that you can yeah, see yeah. the moment on Gabrielle's face because she's hugging her, you know. And then you can see the moment on her face when she finally accepts yeah. the truth. And yeah, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> and at the end, after, and I also think it's really good how you don't see Gabrielle. Poisoning her. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, glad not to see that. <laughs> well, I think it's like there's so much. Uh, uh, see, it's interesting, right? Because like all of this, um, this rift arc has been about things that have been left unsaid or undone, uh, yeah. and then in this culmination of it, a lot of it, it, there's so much that you don't see that you just feel the effects mm-hmm. of, you know. Um, yeah. So after Zena's finished fighting with Callisto and saved all the other children and stuff, she she goes to find Gabrielle and and. What she finds is that Gabrielle's got her dead child. Um, that she's poisoned, you know, uh, yeah. and and she's just about to take the poisoner, take the remainder of the poison herself, but she changes her mind at the last moment. Um, and then they just mm-hmm. stare at each other without talking. These, they just, they just, these two women with their dead children, they just stare at each oh. other. Yeah. And they've got nothing to say. What can you say? You know. Nor, nor have I. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so bleak and awful. It is. It's really it's so it bleak is. and awful. And and Zena's lost her child and never never told really him had that, him that yeah. she was she was his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, never really had that time, even even though they'd got to a point where potentially he was going to join them. So yeah, she was going to have her time be, with him. He was supposed so that's to be awful, coming but, with them. Gabrielle has been put in a position where the least awful thing to do is to kill her own child. Yeah. And I can't imagine anything worse than that. Yep. They're both I don't know. In pretty know. bad places, let's say. Yeah. And the relationship is obviously completely fractured now. It's like you said, that yeah. ca- that that there's an emotional chasm between them. Yeah. Um yeah, and it feels like it's sort of this is the exact midpoint of season three, 
And it yes. sort of feels like, how the fuck are they going to fix that? <laughs> that? Yeah, they're going to have to... Either this is going to be an arc that just goes on over the rest of the whole mm-hmm. show. Because, you know, this is this is going to be a lot of therapy, a lot of working things out. Yeah. Or some, some intervention yeah. is going to be needed to untangle some of some of what's happened which we'll see next week week. yeah we will we will so yeah um is that did you want to say anything else about the actual events or the plot of the episode i don't think so i mean there, there was one there was one line at the beginning that it just it just struck me it was a it was a when when gabrielle's reunited with ethany Mm. Um, and there's this further blow because she's got the, the boy, the yeah. central baby with her. Um, and then uh, Ephany sends the kids away to, to play because she can tell something's up. And the way she talks about what happened. Um, and I, I thought it was it was an interest, an interesting way to have written. The, the line was well written and well delivered again. And it was while we were in Britannia, I I got into a bad situation mm. and it was just this really kind of underplayed, but I, I thought just really, really beautifully yeah. delivered by, by Renee O'Connor. That um, whole scene again, was really good actually. Yeah. She's, you know, I, I got into a bad situation when we were in Britannia and then she's like, I had a daughter, she died. And mm-hmm. it's just, just these really very basic facts, very, um, simply described and mm. and delivered, and I thought I thought it was very it was a quite a, emotionally it was very strong. Yeah, that's right. If, if I can quote Harrow the Ninth, of such banalities is grief made. <laughs> good, it's a good quotation. Line. It's a good, good line. line. Good um, line, and it's true. It's and true. that that whole scene was really connected to that the, that secrets and lies sort of theme as well, because although there was so yeah, much that she still... could. There was so much she could tell Ephany. Yeah. And then there was stuff that she just couldn't tell her. You know, like yeah. when Ephany's like, well, it's not your fault. The child died. That's not your fault. No one knows why the gods take children. Uh, and yeah. she's just sort of, she has to force this sort of sad smile on um, because she can't, she can't bring herself to tell her the, yeah. all of it, you know? Yeah. You know, so. And, and maybe Ephany was the one person she could have, Told more to, mm. you know, she said. If you've had more time, and, you know, I guess, um, I guess. It's a short um, scene, yeah. but yeah, it's like the the burden of shame that she's got is really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, kind of pl- pros about this episode. Always nice to see Callisto again. Always always good to see <laughs> Ephany again. And I think that concludes the pros. Of this episode. <laughs> Well, I think that's it. It was really well written. It was really well acted. Yes. It was very emotional. Yeah. It was very um, powerful. Oh, mu- uh, music again! Very, very, very good music. Yes. So we, we get towards the the end. We get into this. It's it's actually quite like some of the Bach masses, kind of the requiem masses. Mm. It, it gets into this very grave, very solemn, and it's still Zena music. You, you know, it's it fits. Yeah the show but it's it's got this really um kind of somber 
requ- requiem funereal kind of tone to it. It's, yeah. it's beautiful, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I agree. So, I don't really want to give the episode a rating, by the way, in case you're wondering. I don't really want to rate this episode. Mm. I think it's just something, okay. it just has to exist. Because, um, yeah, like, how it's, do you... It's... How do you rate it's the It's another episode? necessary evil, isn't it? We, we've had uh, yeah. necessary evil, and that, that's what this episode is. It 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 was in really important to lance the boil. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. This is the story they wanted to tell, you know, because they'd had a couple of seasons of Zena and Gabrielle becoming closer, having wacky adventures through Greece. Mm. Season two was very comedic in tone. Um, yes. And then season three, much darker. Although quite a lot of comedy episodes still in season three, but season three as a whole, a much darker theme, a much darker tone. And same. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Season from, four from becomes. Yeah, season four kind of become uh, continues with a slightly darker theme because it's got that um, precognition thing. The yeah, we've we've got really, really from from this moment on, really from Britannia. Mm-hmm. on it becomes a, a different show yeah it, pre- yeah it becomes much more about um not just the things that happen but how you res- how the characters respond and justify and recover and survive the things that have happened yeah. so a lot of a lot of series four and five is about seeking out a spiritual way to cope with what's what's happened looking for meaning yeah. that the the greek pantheon obviously hasn't hasn't done for particularly for gabrielle yeah that's um, right and it yeah. and again we you know we've always we've always said it's a lot so much of this is really a show about gabrielle because she changes yeah in she some changes ways more the than Zena. yeah and it becomes particularly next season it becomes much more gabrielle driven as well it's like yeah okay what what do you need to do to to recover to yeah, yeah Gabrielle's trauma recovery season. Yeah. 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 Gabrielle goes through the ringer this season, man. I mean, Zena does too, but Gabrielle does really a lot. Yeah. And it just keeps yeah. coming back. That's the thing with Gabrielle's one. Gabrielle's trauma yeah. keeps returning and returning and returning. It won't go away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but that's the thing, isn't it? You know, because like, I put this on our agenda for this episode, you know, why is tragedy narratively necessary? Um, and I do think this is a very tragic episode, like in the classical sense, because yeah, like, it's proper, the proper it's, Gab- it's Gabrielle's tragedy. Um, Chiefly, yes. Yeah. yeah, because she's the one with the tragic flaw of not being able to see what hope is. And because of yeah. this tragic flaw, many bad consequences occur for herself and others. Um, so although what happens to Solon is tragic in the in the sort of um, commonly understood sense, yeah. um, Gabrielle is the tragic in the, in the figure. the tabloid sense. Yeah. yeah, Gabrielle is really the, the sort of classically tragic figure in this. Um, yeah. And Zena is to, as other times, Zena is the tragic figure, you know, uh, in, the, yeah. like in the Britannia episode. Although what happened to Gabrielle was tragic, Zena was the one with the tragic flaw in that episode. Yes. Know? Yeah, the, um, the hatred for Caesar yeah. Julius Caesar. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah, it's a sort of nice little mirror actually between the two episodes, which I've not yeah, thought about. Yeah, that's true. Before. I hadn't, hadn't thought about it that way. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, it's 
that's the thing, right? Um, you could have just happy... The thing is, if you just had the happy, fluffy comedy episodes all the time, and we were really bored with them already, by the end of by the end of the little three goes of comedy, we were bored well, with them, Well, it was a lot of jokes, Yeah, that's true. Fair. He's the comic figure, isn't he? But yeah, if, if you just have comedy, if you just have Warlord of the Week and, you know, you, you don't get the depth of it, it's... It's quite colourless, isn't it? Or it, yeah. it, tragi- tragedy adds depth and colour to a otherwise quite an anodyne kind of. Yeah, um, that's right. I think if you need, if things. you don't, if you don't have a little bit of a little bit of tragedy and lightness as the series yeah. progresses, um, it's just one note and it sort of becomes mush. You know, it's like, um, uh, you know, Dairy Girls. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen it now, haven't you? You've seen the answer. I have, spoilers. I have, I have now seen it. Spoilers for the spoilers for Dairy Girls now, right? Uh, but that's spoilers one of the, the things. Yeah. Yeah, spoilers for any all of Dairy Girls. To be honest, because one of the things that she does really well, the writer of Dairy Girls, um, Lisa McGee. Lisa McGee is the uh, sprinkling in of really serious moments into comedy. Yeah. So, like at the end of the first series, when the girls are having their dancing on the stage, and it's intercut with. Um, an IRA bomb that's killed dozens of people um, yeah. and it's that idea of kind of tragedy existing or happening alongside or in the middle of your yeah. your life and that's yeah. the same thing as what she did at the end and this is why people were like really pissed off that um, spoilers for the last series of Dairy Girls um, really pissed off that she had Claire's dad die out of nowhere um, yeah. you know I thought it was a comedy lol um uh, but that's the thing, right? Sometimes you come home, and someone that you love is dead. Yeah, there. That's that's Sometimes happened to me. Your life just changes. Yeah. yeah, it does. Well, that's happened to me. Came home from school yeah. one day, my grandpa was dead. He didn't yeah. wasn't sick. It just happened. It was sudden. Wow. Um. Mm-hmm. So, it you know this is something that happens to happens to people. Um, it's got deep this episode, hasn't it? This podcast episode. Well, it was it was going to have to. But, you know, our, our usual, our usual giddy yeah. levity didn't and feel think, like the way to go. Yeah, this. and I think mm. that um, when you have it, when you have it all the other way, where it's all relentlessly tragic, it loses its impact as well. Yes. So, like, I've yes. just finished today reading the twenty twenty Booker Prize winner Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I, uh, it's not uh, well. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's a good book. It's well written. Uh, but I didn't find it as moving as I found some other books that I've read recently because the bleakness was so relentless that yeah. I became desensitised to it. Yes. Yeah. So, like, we just read the Dictionary of Lost Words for our book club and that has a lot of really happy bits in it and a lot of sad bits in it. And because the happy bits were there to counterpoint the sad parts, I ended up blubbing through the whole last quarter of it. Yeah. Um, uh, and I didn't cry once at Shuggy Bane, even though a whole bunch of sad things happened. <laughs> so, too many sad things. Yeah, yeah. You, you. To to be emotionally invested in something, you you need to have engaged with a range of different emotions. Yeah. Through it, so because otherwise you either just pity the character, or you you don't value them because you think they're too frivolous, or you know you you need mm-hmm. to see that 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 full that full range um yeah so that's what we've got we've got the dark shading part to the to the xena mythos here 
and we're yeah and of, and that's sorry we, you know so you talked about the 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 how necessary was the tragedy and and it, and it is about is it, it is about the mythos isn't it it's a this had to happen to progress beyond things that that have happened previously mm. i'm not saying it was inevitable that two children had to die but it it was inevitable that one of them did yeah because well hope certainly had to yeah you know yeah um but yeah it's like yeah it is quite shocking i still think i think it's probably still very shocking that they actually went there and had solon yeah i think and kept it that way and never brought him back yes never resurrected so many people don't don't stay dead in this this universe but but so I mean, we do is. see him again in the afterlife a couple of times, but but like no one ever does a does a, a Orpheus and Eurydice. No one goes to fetch him from the afterlife. No deals are made with any gods. Um, yeah. This is it because the consequences of that. Otherwise, otherwise it cheapens the the consequences. Of yeah. The, yeah. So. Yeah. Can't. So as you say, we have pretty much reached a nadir. So next week we have the bittersweet. Yes, which is a, quite a radical um, change of direction in in any number of ways. We won't we won't talk about that now, but that's that's coming up mm-hmm. next week. Um, and if you've been affected by issues mentioned <laughs> in this program, uh, please call the the Radio Four helpline. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 difficult, isn't it? It's it's been a hard one to talk about, a hard one to to joke about. Um, and a hard one to know how to end. <laughs> yeah, well, there weren't really any jokes in in the episode. No. A couple, there no. was the half-assed. I still maintain that was de- that was a deliberate attempt at humour. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. But yeah, no, I think that um, that's. I think we had quite a good discussion. Congratulations! Yeah. Let's congratulate each well, other for our mature discussion. Bathos and levity. We, we did. We, we used a whole bunch of many words. Yeah. So many words. So yeah, um so yeah, next week this next week is one of my favourite episodes of the entire series. Uh Mm. I'm it never used to be. I used to be too self conscious about how cringe it is. Yeah. But uh fuck that, I don't cringe anymore. It's all fine. So this is uh Good, good, good. This is one of my favourite episodes. So join us again next week when we'll be looking at the iconic episode A Bittersweet. The Bittersweet. See you next week then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye.